I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Premier Non-League Podcast, episode 56, brought to you with Tackle This Together, our proud charity partners. Trev and Chris here tonight, but firstly, Trev, we've just got to wish Chris happy birthday. Happy birthday, Christopher. I, I think that's dedication to the cause, that he's on his actual birthday, he's joining us for the podcast. So I actually messaged uh, Trev earlier when he sent the email, I said, oh, I think it's Chris's birthday today, seeing on Facebook, uh, he might not be. He goes, no, he's already replied saying see you tonight. So, Chris, yeah, happy birthday, dedication. You're very welcome. Thank you very much indeed, and uh, thank you everybody. I'm enjoying a, a, a glass of pale ale. What better way to spend your birthday than talk about non-league football? Not much better than that, is it? You mean you weren't going to spend it with me and Trev? Well, the company comes with the discussion, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> there we go, there we go. Well, I think we can <laughs> raise the glass. <laughs> no, happy birthday. Did you have a good thank day you. yesterday, mate? You, yeah, you said you celebrated. Time. Yeah, we did a little bit of that yesterday, uh, just with a view to today being so busy for all of us, the whole family being really busy with work and other um, commitments. So we decided to have a little bit of food and a little bit of drink last night and opened cards and gifts and things. So, uh, yeah, it's been smashing. Yeah, no, well, um, and did Shields bring you a birthday win on Saturday? No, they bloody didn't. And that's <laughs> another thing. Well, we'll catch up on Roundups towards the end of the podcast. We're going to dig it out a bit. But I thought we'd start off with, um, quite important this week, if we got... FA Cup replays coming up on TV, haven't we? We've got uh, Cray Valley Paper Mills versus my uh, lovely team, Charlton. And um, we've got Horsham versus Walsall. Um, I think I just want to touch on Horsham versus... Barnsley, Barnsley, sorry, where am I getting Walsall from? No, that's because Worthing would have had Walsall in the next yeah. round. That's why I'm getting it wrong. My apologies, <laughs> Barnsley, Barnsley. Um, Trev, we've, we've spoken about it, obviously, because it affects us down here. We've heard a lot about it in our local press. But, Chris, I'm not sure if you've seen it. I know we've put a little bit in the group occasionally, but Horsham have obviously sold out their replay against Barnsley, which was come to fully expect. Now, understanding that, okay, it's the internet, but it's like local pages, not just football pages, local like Horsham pages and stuff, because I used to live up that way. Um, They kind of, it's it's, it's really hard to say, because they kind of hashed up the ticket sales. There's people that have sponsored players for years, that have pitch-side sponsors, that haven't got tickets, people that went to Barnsley um, all the way up there on a Friday night, which we know is difficult, and they sent a good, what was it, about 500-odd people, Trev, went up there on a Friday night. Amazing support. Even had the opportunity to get tickets um, because, firstly, they put them on sale on Tuesday night's game against Chichester in the uh, Sussex Senior Cup. Now, gents, from, from my point of view, it's very hard as a non-league cover that level to have any sort of like ticketing knowledge. But yeah. if you were in charge of ticketing for such an important game, 
Chris, I'll go to you first. What would you have done? Like, so Shields would probably have the technology to do it because we know they're much advanced. But say if they weren't, say if they were just yeah. back in the Northern Premier and they hadn't been advanced as they have been over the years, they had a big yeah. replay against someone from the South in, you know, League One or something. How would yeah. you have done it to satisfy those fans? So the initial um, window would be season ticket holders and uh, sponsors. Mm-hmm. They would get first refusal. Season ticket holders in particular. Then... Um, there would it's normally in the past done three windows. Um, there used to be a members club, and the members used to get next refusal if you like. Uh, that's not there anymore. But season ticket holders would always get first window um, sponsors as well, and then it would be there would be at least a twenty-four hour window for season ticket holders, minimum before going into general sale. Um, so season ticket holders and sponsors would get their chance to get tickets. And if they missed, they could still get them through the, the open public open window. But um, but that's how Shields would do it. Trevor, what, what would you say if you were sort of in charge of ticketing at Step four, step, uh, step 3 Horsham? What would you say you had done? It's difficult because Cry Valley have had the same problem yeah as well, which I've seen this evening as we yeah. record on a Monday and obviously both replays would be um, over and done with by the time the pod comes out. But um, see, this is where I'd like the FA to step in and guide clubs, give them advice. Um, these these are, these type of games don't come around for for, for everybody. And I think, um, I can't remember if you and I and Gaz had a conversation, James, about how would Worthing do it on the back end of that as well, because we were talking about databases, weren't we? Because obviously the bigger clubs, like at Charlton, you've said, you know, have the points system and, you know, all the Premier League clubs do mm-hmm. it as well. But you can't operate that in non-league. It's impossible. But yeah. such small capacities, it's it's difficult to please everyone. And Chris is right in season ticket holders come first. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, player, player sponsors, I think, is a very grey area because, uh, you know, I've, I've sponsored, I've sponsored Barnet players in the past, and I've done it again for the last two or three years. I don't think that gives me any priority over anybody else that goes and watches a game. I choose to put my money into something mm. like that. I think that's a little bit, not quite, you know, that's one of those grey ones where, you know, how do you satisfy those people? But I think just where, I mean, I mean, Horsham's is what two two thousand, I think, just under the, theirs is, and mm. Crow Valley got been given fifteen hundred. As a as a set limit by the police as well, and you know again, what the FA doing, but standing by and just allowing them to get on with it, and then all of a sudden there's a bit of bit of hoo ha which you expect because these clubs are not are not averse to doing it. They're they're volunteers. Yeah, of course. If you look at season ticket holders, if you look at someone like so, well, say for instance, Cray Valley. I don't know. They might if they get crowds of what? What three hundred and fifty? No, they're about one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty yeah, is their that. average. Right. Okay. So one hundred and fifty out of that, in terms of season ticket holders, that would be um, negligible as to how many there would be. Hundred mm. percent. You're never gonna. You're never going to please one hundred and fifty people. No. Because you just can't. Mm. Um, the, the, if, the, if people can't afford season tickets or f- for whatever reason choose not to buy a season ticket, that doesn't mean they're any less of a supporter. However, where do you draw the line? 
Yeah. Um, there's a big there's a big hoo ha at the moment in, in in the Premier League with Newcastle United with um, their loyalty system uh, away. Don't know if you, if anyone saw it at the weekend. Right. The away section at Bournemouth was there was a lot of empty seats. People just buying tickets just to get loyalty points, but not bothering to travel down. Oh. Um, so they've bought tickets for the match purely to get loyalty loyalty points for future whatever, and they haven't. They just haven't gone yet. There's the supporters who want to travel who who are desperate to get tickets can't get them. That's mm. awful. You know, so it's a really difficult one. The only line you can draw is season ticket holders. As long as you look after them. It's very difficult. There's never going to be a right answer. Never, ever. I think not what you've unless, got... Sorry. But not, sorry, sorry, not unless clubs start, and it's going to be impossible, but not unless clubs start to have electronic scanning where mm. it, it, it logs mm. personal details yeah. so that then the database is filled and then the database then sends out invitations by email to you know, to, to support us. Right? You've been to 25 games this season. You've never missed a game. You've got the chance of a ticket. That's impossible. So you're never going to please anybody. Yeah, I think um, what we've got to remember about the game with uh, Crave Valley and Charlton is that they're very close to each other. So that's another reason what they've said tonight, Trevor, as you've probably seen as well. They kept mm. it very quiet when it went on yeah. general sale because yeah. they'd heard stories of Charlton fans wanting to get tickets in the home end. And quite rightly so, I think that would have happened because mm. I think Charlton got 250 tickets. Something maybe. like that, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I know I was at the, I would talk about, it, I was at the game against Portsmouth on Saturday and there were people I've known for years that go week in, week out, didn't have quite enough points. And that goes on to it again, Chris, saying like, you know, with the point system, like mm. Charlton, a lot of the teams in League One are relatively Southern, you know, sort of Midlands. Yeah. There's not too many up North. So no. it's easy to travel. But, you know, someone that goes to pretty much every game but hasn't been able to go to one on two, hasn't been able to get a ticket. But, because if Newcastle fans they do it, they got that ticket to go all the yeah. way down to Bournemouth. It's going to say, "Oh, they went to Bournemouth." Maybe they need to incorporate some sort of national. It's, it's a football league deal or Premier League deal, a national system. See, they've scanned into the ground or something. You know, yeah. it's it's impossible at, 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 at any level, probably below Championship. It's yeah. it's it's impossible. I remember yeah. um, in 2017, um, South Shields were going for the league title, which they eventually won, and we were playing North Shields, a big local derby, mm -hmm. and it was all ticket. And um, my brother-in-law lives in North Shields, so he went to get <laughs> me my tickets. He got six tickets, you know. So technically, I, I got home tickets. Yeah. So we've all we're all we're all guilty. We'll all do everything we can to get to a game. Mm -hmm. um, but I go back to what I said earlier on. You must look after your season ticket holders. That's yeah. it. That's that's it. 100%. I mean, I think with, uh, as I know definitely, Trevor, you know that I've started sorting out the travel with the Supporters Association for Worthing for away uh, travel match day because the club don't want to do it anymore. Um, and we use Ticket Pass now, which is what a lot of non-league clubs have been using. It's an ethical tip provider. They pay half the booking fees to a charity of your choice or the club's choice. And that's what Worthing used for their tickets. I haven't delved into it in too much detail, but it'd be interesting to see if, you know, at the end of the season, if Worthing, for example, get to another playoff semi or something important, you know, FA Trophy final or something like that, and people want transport, um, would we be able to look to see who's booked the most tickets over the season by just searching the amount of bookings because there are booking tools in there. And that's what I think the clubs could have done. But it, again, it takes time. 
There's, yeah. It's all volunteers, especially at Horsham. There's probably maybe one full-time position at the club bar outside the footballing side. Mm. I might even be wrong. There might even be one of those. But as we know, Johnny, he used to be on the podcast with us. He he was a commercial manager, but that wasn't a paid position. and That wasn't full-time at all. Um, so take someone to sit there scrolling through these accounts if it's not easy to see, oh, John Smith's booked 10 times this season. He hasn't got a season ticket, but we should give him one. Can you imagine the complication of it? Yeah, yeah. Hugely, hugely difficult. And the only, obviously, the only um, consolation is the fact that it's on TV. 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah. Which would probably be a better view, probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it makes me um it makes me quite happy that Worthy did get knocked out by Alfreton because we wouldn't have been on TV then, would we? Because <laughs> I think <laughs> with Char- with Charlton and uh, Cray Valley and Horsham and uh, Barnsley, I think uh, I don't think we would have been on TV. <laughs> but um we're all of Sussex, you could say Trevor probably behind Horsham, I'd say for this weekend. But what's this week? Um, I'm I'm really hoping of a cup set, and you know I think it could happen. Where do you think the result's going to go? Um, which one, Tuesday or Wednesday or both? Well, let's talk about the Horsham one as we're talking okay. Sussex wise first. Um, I I think Horsham. Well, despite them losing to hashtag at the, at the weekend at, at home, I think that was a little bit one of those. Um, I'm not surprised they lost it because there's going to be more than an eye on, uh, on the Tuesday night game, mm. and um, you know it's massive for them. Two 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 cup sellouts at home after after Dorking in the last round and Barnsley in this twenty five thousand in the bank from from the TV. Um, as well, you know, that's really fantastic for him. You know, we've, you know, we've met Dom. I spoke to him before the Dorking game as well. Um, messaged him after he came back from Barnsley as well. And that, you know, he's been there, what is he? I think 10, 10, 11 years, I think. As a head coach. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is unheard of as well these days. So, um, you know, to, to, to deliver the, um, FA Cup first round twice in, twice in two seasons, their crowds are rising. Um, I hope. I hope they get a result on, uh, you know, on on Tuesday night. And they showed in the first game, though. Doesn't matter if they go behind. Doesn't matter if they go in front. You know, they've they've got the ability to pull it back. It'd be unbelievable. And then if they get through to the next round, they got Sutton United. Am I correct in saying? Yes. Which is another team which could produce a. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. see them in the third round. So they are struggling. Sutton United are struggling badly in League Two. So, yeah. Favorable tie for them. I mean, I think I think for Sussex it'd be amazing. You know, it's just you know we were hoping to do a little bit in the FA Cup with Worthing. Obviously, we'll touch on touch on them later on in the podcast. But um, for Horsham, we're all behind them. It was embarrassing for me as a Charlton fan to watch us. Uh, I know Trev, you would have been, and you know what? To be honest, as I said, and you can quite, I was quite gracious in it. I said, you know, fair play to them. Uh, I was actually quite happy for them because you know Charlton. I think Michael Appleton eleven changes from the week before. He kind of. A lot of people said he was a bit insulting of Cray Paper Value. You know that he, he didn't show them the respect they deserved. I think the fact he had to bring on Alfie May and Miles Lieburn to try and force a result um, tells you that he got it a bit wrong. Mm. Um, it maybe taught him a lot about his eleven players he did put out there. Um, Sam Walker actually, who was in goals and ex ex Loney at Barnet from from quite a few few years back, a mad dog loan signing. Um, and Grey Valley had their chances to win it. So did Charlton. Um, I don't think Charlton would be quite so, let's say, respectful in the on on Wednesday evening. I, I could be wrong, but um, you know, Grey Valley have lost two games this season: Kent Senior Cup and the London Senior Cup, where they've got out understrength teams in both both games. Haven't lost a league game. 
haven't lost an FA Trophy game, haven't lost an FA Cup game. Yeah. Um, and from from a side where the management team came in in the summer, only kept eight players from last season, you know, to have that start going into the middle of November mm. is just something else, really. Well, it's a huge local derby for them, no matter what. Like, yeah, we're not going to beat around the bush here. They're not rivals. They're not. They're just local. You could say a local rivalry in a cup that means a lot to Cray Paper Valley. And, you know, Charlton would probably want it to sort of see if we could get a Premier League team at the Valley in the third round or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like we went up to Old Trafford in the uh, in the uh, Carabao Cup in January this year. But, I mean, it was embarrassing. Uh, and I think didn't show respect. And I was quite happy. Obviously, Kevin Lisby, who was one of Charlton's legends, his son played for, uh, um, or plays for Cray. And uh, he was the cause of... <laughs> The own goal, really, wasn't it, that they scored? So, you know, fair play to him. And if history could repeat itself, I fully expect I wouldn't be surprised with another cup set because, you know, they're playing at craze ground. You know, they're not going to be used to playing. I mean, yeah, we know Chris knows Bruno Sunderland that there's some league grounds in League One that are pretty uh, non-leaguey anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that is really non-league. Um, they're they're going to be so up for it. Those players have got nothing to lose. Whereas mm-hmm. Charlton have got more. Charlton have got people missing for the international break as well because that's coming up this weekend. So it's yeah. not going to be a full strength. Um, we played Portsmouth at the weekend, which I was lucky enough to be able to go to. Uh, last minute uh, change of heart because I could, didn't have to work. And uh, I shout out to, I, I really apologise, I forget his name, but he uh, got off the train in um, Fratton and I just asked one of the guys where the way pub was, his directions, he, Juice Port Worthing. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, uh, thought I recognised your voice. I was like, do I really have that much of a distinctive voice, guys? It's not like, yeah, it, uh, yeah, Timmy, yeah, yeah. Timmy Mallet or something like that. Or, uh, <laughs> no, what's, what's the high pitch one? And um, he goes, yeah, yeah. Joe Pasquale. Joe Pasquale. I don't think it's that bad, is it? Um, and he goes, I <laughs> listen. Be your new nickname, <laughs> yeah, Joe Pasquale, squeaky, squeaky James. And um, he goes, I, I listened to your Rebel Yell one and the Premier Non League podcast. I was like, bloody hell. I mean, you go to an EFL game, <laughs> you get off one train. And yeah, okay, fair enough. It was from Worthing, but it was um, it was quite nice when you hear things like. That. And Trev said you should got a photo, but I did put a little tweet out and a shout out to him. So thank you. I should have got a photo, but I was not embarrassed. But you know that kind of thing, like you don't expect it. At sort of a, yeah. it's like if you went yeah, to yeah. Sunderland, Chris, and someone came up and said, "Oh, you do the Shields podcast and commentary yeah. and stuff." But it's kind of like, oh, thanks for. And he was just, he was complimenting it. Yeah, he really was. Cool. He said he loves listening to it. He's only got into non-league in the past year. He's gone to Worthing a couple of times. He found our podcast through. Um, it was actually he said he saw the PNLP live advertised and he said to me I was so gutted when the, when he announced the sound quality because he goes he was so looking forward to listening to it because he really likes Mark White he really likes you know Horsham because he's he lives in Billingshurst which isn't far but um shout out to that man I apologize for what your name probably won too many beers on Saturday and the celebration of uh not losing a, a way to Fratton Park again but Pompey that weekend before also suffered an embarrassment in the FA Cup knocked out by Chesterfield and uh Trev, I think Chesterfield again were were a brilliant team that day and it fully deserved the points. Um, their goalkeeper let them down again, I think, Portsmouth. Yeah, no points though. It was the FA Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. You know <laughs> what I mean. You know um, what I mean. Yeah, I'll, I'll just touch on actually. Um, obviously, Barney played away at Chesterfield on on Saturday as well. Um, and a lot of their fans were really complimentary afterwards, saying we're the best team that they faced this year. And the fact that I think Portsmouth, un- Portsmouth unbeaten. Portsmouth unbeaten in the league, yeah. yeah. Um, they thought we were better than Portsmouth, which is, you know, saying saying something else. Um, I, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that surprised 
again, Chesterfield at home. Um, one, they've got good home record. Two, they've got a budget that's better than the National League. It's, it's at least it's at least League Two, if not League One. So, you know, um, there's, there's every chance as well they're going to eclipse Notts County and Wrexham for, for points this year, which said something because those two are streets in front of everyone else last year. So, um, yeah, m- maybe the only surprise was Chesterfield didn't do it slightly more convincingly, maybe. Mm. It was a good game. I remember watching it. I felt sorry for uh, a couple of Portsmouth slash Char- uh, Worthing fans. I know uh, at the Grands. Uh, you don't, you know, Adam Grand, Trev. He's no. one of the ground hoppers. There, so he's got quite often posts on that ground hopping page. But he came up for the Worthing game against Alfred and saw us lose 2 0. Stayed up overnight because Ports- Portsmouth were playing Chesterfield the next day. So you can see them, saw them lose. He goes, I don't know why I bothered. He was gutted. <laughs> and then he went to the Wrexham game was, um, at night to try and cheer himself up. And that didn't even help. So uh, a long, wet weekend in the FA Cup. But um, nice to see some shocks, as per usual. And hopefully yeah. this week will be. So, and to be fair, I put my hands up. If. Cray Valley beat Charlton. I'll be buzzing for them. I really generally would, and that's just for the love of non-league. But from from a selfish point of view, I don't yeah. want them to go through because um, Steve McKim, Cray Cray Valley's um, uh, manager, who I know very well, I've and friend of Trevor <laughs> for uh, for for uh, two or three years. FA Cup weekend, um, we're up in London for my birthday, and for the last couple of years, Steve's a, Steve's a London cabbie for. For people that that don't know, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, and he does tours around London of, of all the lights. Um, and I've done it for the last couple of years, I think, as well. So we're up in London that weekend. So I'm hoping actually they get knocked out. So from a selfish point of view, on the Sunday evening, it won't interrupt um what we're doing at the weekend because it's already scuppered my plans on a Saturday with Barnet not being at home to Dagenham and Redbridge in the National League, but away at Newport County. So the cup's done enough mess to my weekend. Chris, it's all about me, me, me. And we've got Chris here on yeah. his actual birthday on our podcast. And you're moaning that you won't get Christmas lights because <laughs> your mate Steve McKim might be in the next round of the FA Cup. You know what? Christ. If I get through, though, absolutely fantastic. I'm really delighted for Who would they I... have again? Um, I can't think of they do now. They're away. Away from home, I think, aren't they? They're definitely not home anyway. The Ramsgate by FC Wimbledon. Um. But no, I mean, he's, he's a fantastic guy. I thought he got, he was a bit harshly treated by both Tunbridge and Carl Shorten the last two summers as well. So, um, you know, every single week his stock rises. And after this weekend, they take on Hampton and Richmond in the FA Trophy from the National League South. They've got a chance of another scout yet again. So, doing really well. They'll play Gillingham. So, Gillingham, um, yeah. it'll be a Kent, sort of Kent, South East London derby for Charlton. And yeah. it'll be the same for Cray, like really. Valley, yeah. yeah. It's like we can't escape that southern east, southeast region <laughs> of London and Kent, can we? But you know, good luck to all the teams. Uh, FA Vars, Chris, you wanted to mention a couple of uh, shocks and results this well, uh, past weekend, well, as you said. Yeah, brilliant result in the northeast for Wickham from the Northern League. Um, they'd be Bury 1 0 in the second round of the Vars. And, um, in any event, it was a tremendous result. But when I saw the, the Bury team sheet, um, there's players in that side who were playing step three last year. And for Wickham to, to do that against a team with step three players, uh, one in particular, uh, Gaz Pete, the left back, he was at Atherton Collieries last year, a real thorn in the side for South Shields in the last two or three seasons. Um, what a great result. And... It's it's great for Wickham because they've got a, a really passionate committee. Um, 
a, a lovely fan base. They're a good club. And um, they've been drawn at home again in the third round to Earlham, which is another, it's a winnable tie. So it's just, it's just rewards. I mean, and, and you know, there's still, there's still four or five Northeast teams in the, in the Vars this year, which for the last year or two hasn't been the case. Um, so, but Wickham, hats off. I'm absolutely thrilled for them. Um, brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, so it's, it's nice to see when, you know, especially as we say, Barry, we, we've all followed the story of Barry, haven't we? And seen yeah. that, you know, happy for them to be up. But it's kind of like some of these teams that reform, they think they're going to absolutely, you, you said, what was it? Step three players have gone down to that level. So they've obviously been attracted yep. by money. And again, I think it's that scalp. It was like when Worthing were down in step three, everyone wanted to beat Worthing. So if they got a result, probably like Shields, when you were down yeah, in step three, any other team below in the cups or anything like that, it's like they won the FA Cup or something at Wembley. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I, it's like I say, there was some names that I recognise. One in particular, Gaz, uh, Gareth Gaz Pete, um, who's who's been a real thorn in the side for Shields. Scored a worldy um, at our place last year. Um, he's a he's a good wholehearted fullback, very very good player, gifted, mm-hmm. and he's dropped he's dropped two levels. You know, so, but yeah, it's a fantastic result, and it's what to me, it's what the FA Vars is about. Um, it 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 it's it's a it's a great story because it's a, if you look at other clubs, you know, Macclesfield, for instance, they're not having it their own way this year. If you look at you know these um, Phoenix clubs, Macclesfield have just sacked their manager two weeks ago, so um, it, it it it's it's not as easy as they think, and it's it's quite. Deep down, you must. It's quite happy to see, isn't it, when you see these clubs? Well, and, you know, you don't. You never want to see a club do bad. But it's like you said, it's Macclesfield. You know, they're not get having it easy. Um, and you've obviously had a good experience with the FA Vars in the past, going up to Wembley uh, in your Shields yeah. colours. Great memories for you there. Absolutely, it, 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 so the the FA Vars has more romance to it than the FA Trophy. Um, in my view, anyway, I mean, the FA Trophy doesn't really float my boat. But the vase does because mm-hmm. it's it, it it's it that is the romance. It's a, it's it's where clubs who've got no chance whatsoever of getting to Wembley in any other way have an opportunity for a day out. It's um it's it's a special competition. Special competition. Obviously, Trev, you saw um Littlehampton get there a couple of years ago, didn't you? Which was a great, great day out. And they're sadly no longer in the trophy uh, cup this year, are they? they? Got knocked out, am I right? <laughs> Got out the trophy quite early, yeah. Yeah, so it's a shame to be honest. But um, with um, with you, Trev, any sort of surprises from the Vars results this weekend? Any ties you're looking forward to in, in, on the first weekend of December? Um, well, just having a look through actually, FA yeah. Vars fact file from Phil Annette's on on Twitter because he does a few facts put together, which is like really handy. And look, because um, Saturday. Saturday's second round was the last round where all the exempted clubs come in. So now it's like a straight dogfight, knockout all the way through to Wembley. So that's when it gets like a little bit more interesting, I think. But there's at least step six, no, sorry, there's at least two step clubs, uh, step six clubs will be in round four, which is really good because it's notoriously hard as a step five club, let alone six to make mm. it through to the next round. And Saffron Walden Town are the last FA Vars 50 member still involved as Brockenhurst and Tunbridge Wells both went out um, at the weekend. They've got an away trip to Tilbury where I nearly went Saturday but didn't um, and I would have seen a 4-0 win for them. So that would be a, a tough one for them. There's two two sides, I think, still from... No, three. Yeah, no, well, 
There's three from the Southern Combination still in it, but only two from Sussex because Lingfield are obviously in Surrey. Um, Rothy, Rothy got North Greenford United at home and Eastbourne United have got Holmesdale at home and Lingfield play a former winner's deal town. So um, You've got to remember say... the battle of the M25 as well, Trev. Where's that? Oh, Egham versus Cobham. <laughs> Egham versus Cobham. There's a fact for that one as well, hang yeah. on. It, Battle it, of the M25. That should we hashtag uh, that? Should we copyright that? Fun fact, <laughs> yeah, fun fact for the day. It's the most common tie of the round. Egham have won both previous times by an aggregate of 7 to nil. So Cobham have got some, got some go in there, I think. Which is saying, Chris said, because he could do a service station uh, uh, yeah. hand dryer review. <laughs> that. Cobham services. Yeah. I, the, the interesting thing though actually I'll pick out from the from the weekend round actually is Newport Pagnell went out so the Ooh. finalists for the last two years yeah. are gone Go obviously Ascot went up last year so there was going to be new winners of the Vars anyway so there will be um, two new teams in the final this Good year stuff. That'd be nice. It's nice to see always need a new opportunity. I mean, it's great to see yeah. do, do a history, but it's always you like to give everyone a chance. Yeah, you know, I, I was saying to the guys when when we lost to Alfreton, whoever lost to Alfreton in the, the FA Cup, and I was saying to, I, was, I bumped into Kane Wills and uh, Nicky Wheeler at the services on the way back. They were get making their way back, and I said, guys, you know what? If 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 we cemented ourselves in this league this season, and it comes to May and we're walking down May or June, if it's walking down Wembley Way in Worthing colours, seeing us in the trophy final, I'd take that. Might not be for the money. But, you know, we, we've had a good effort. First round for the first time in 24 years. Fantastic. But, you know, the FA, the, to have your team at Wembley, because we all know we ain't getting to Wembley in the FA Cup. The Vars and the Trophy are the only ways of getting there, really. It'd be yeah. um, it'd be remarkable if you saw um, a non-league team. <laughs> has it ever happened, Trevor? Do you know the history fact files? Has, has a non-league team ever, I mean, not especially not in the modern years, got and Chris's non-league head, Chris? Yeah, well, in in the early days of the FA Cup, um, but, but you know, when, even when the football league began in eighteen eighty eight, there were still non league teams winning. Mm. So, um, but obviously, can, it's a different now. I can tell you, the first non league winners of the FA Cup in nineteen oh one were Tottenham Hotspur. Yes, that's correct. Uh, look, look how rubbish they're doing now. That's <laughs> 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 no, good. Um, I think before we move on to other things, just uh, the, the FA uh, the um, FA Trophy this weekend. Uh, Chris, who have Shields got? Oh, Southport away hmm. again after Saturday. Yeah. So what are you think? What are your so, thoughts? Um, we'll beat them because we didn't beat them in the league, so we'll probably beat them in the cup. Um, yeah, not. A, I'm not going. It's not a competition. As I say, the trophy doesn't really float my boat, particularly away. Second round, Southport was there last Saturday. Can't be bothered. Um, I, plus, I've got a I've got a function to go to on Saturday, so I couldn't have gone anyway, regardless of where we were. Um, if we were at home, I could have gone, but not any away any away game. I couldn't have made. So, uh, Shields will probably win um, because well, I'll say it now. Southport, I don't know if that was their regular side we played against on Saturday, but. Very, very poor. Hmm. Um, I was shocked at how bad they they are. So I'd be disappointed even with a a, a makeshift eleven with a lot of changes that uh, Julio might make should still have enough to beat them in the in the trophy. I'd like to think. 
Um, we've got where we've got uh, Froom, 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 Froom Town away, and uh, yeah, I tell you what, it's been a nightmare to get a coach for because that's the thing with these trophies because they're so last minute, like the draws and stuff, and most coaches are booked up at weekends for all sorts, and managed to scramble together a minibus to get. 16 fans down Tratton Sport, but I can't imagine a big following because of it's another game for Worthing in the Western England. Uh, another long away trip. Western got cancelled this past Saturday due to waterlogged pitch, but if it hadn't been. That would have been, I think, five weekends in a row because after that, we've got Taunton, which is obviously down that way. We had Bath two weekends ago, Alfreton, which is obviously in the Midlands, but that's still a four hour odd journey. And it's been really hard because we want to put the service on for the coaches. But people, are, I think, get fed up of travelling so long because it's an awful mm. long journey. You're leaving at sort of nine, eight, nine in the morning, not getting home till eight, nine in the evening. You know, it's a long old day. Um, but we've got from, I think we should beat them. But Worthing's away form has been a bit iffy as of late. Yes, that has been in the league. Very disappointing against Alfreton in the FA Cup. Just felt like the players hadn't turned up, which was a disappointing. But... Trophy, I'm expecting some maybe some fringe players to be in and around the squad that maybe have sort of been sat on the bench. Um, I don't think Adam Hinchelwood, the boss, would be uh disrespecting Froome because I think, like anything, it's going to be a big event for them. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting away day. I mean, I hope the journey doesn't affect them because I think it, it would affect you as a person, let alone a player. Imagine going all these long distances, wouldn't it, guys? Yeah, definitely. But you see, like, you know. The- South Shields on Saturday away to Southport you know we left at 9am we got back at 9pm it's a it is a long old day and I was how how long well it's Liverpool it's it's Merseyside so it's Mm. um you think you know you cross you cross from east to west and you're there but you're not it's it's a good old journey um with it with it with a stop on a coach which obviously doesn't go as quickly as a car so it is a long old day Mm. um yeah, it is. And, you know, sometimes I think it puts off fans and it affects the players because you're not going to have the big away support. Um, a couple of standout fixtures for me otherwise is Torquay versus Yeovil, Battler Southwest. And yeah. um, it's funny because um, I think it was when we were at Bath, Bath said it's the only team they will segregate would be Yeovil or Torquay because they expect some trouble. So God knows if there'll be trouble between Torquay and Yeovil because obviously Yeovil has fallen further than Torquay over recent years. So. They haven't had too much of a rivalry, but Southwest, Battle of the Southwest. Uh, and um, I think Battle of Brighton, really, or East Sussex with Whitehawk versus Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitehawk obviously doing very well at the moment. Uh, Lewis, so so, would you say, Trev? All right in Europe, aren't they? One, uh, yeah. Rather than the <laughs> game in the Phoenix Trophy. Uh, what do you think of that trophy? Is it a waste well, of time? Funny you should say that. I've done a program piece on it today. Cause I thought actually it's something something a bit different because I opened up the I always look in the non-league paper for a bit of like inspiration sometimes for some of these columns. Got so flipping many to write today, and I thought actually I might make a little little piece. So I like so so I did a little bit of research on that. It's actually growing. It's only been going three years, but they started with started with seven seven teams from seven countries. Now they're up to. 12 teams i think it is across 10 countries so it's growing year on it's growing year on year and um you have to have exceptional circumstances to enter it you either have to um have some kind of social or cultural issue which i.e with lewis would be probably the paying of the men the women at the same level which is why they're in 
Um, Enfield Town are in it, and so are FC United of Manchester. Um, and if you're fan, fan-owned or you're a rebuilt club, so maybe someone like Macclesfield or Berry would also qualify. Obviously, those their fan-owned clubs, uh, Enfield and FC FC United of Manchester. That's how they've that's how they've um they've that's how they've got into it as well. And what there was one other reason as well. I can't quite remember what it was. It was literally those three reasons was how how clubs get invited into it. So I wondered how you know how a new FC United of Manchester won the first one, which was two years ago. Um, they were in it last year, got to the, the final, was in the San Siro wow. in, in Milan. It's run by an <laughs> Italian team that started it, actually, and they don't actually compete in it anymore um, because they've literally taken just run the leadership of the whole competition, obviously, the way it's growing. Um, yeah, I'm thinking things, it's so, so something different. It's step three, you get two, you play, there's four groups of three, um, so you play each, each side home and away, so you get two away trips. Two Europeans does what come to you, you know. And I mean, Lewis averaged a thousand at the dripping pan, um, you know. Superb, I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Where do Where do they get the money from though to pay for it? Because we all know European travel ain't cheap. Um, I don't know to be honest. It could um, be sponsorship, but I, don't, I haven't seen any major sponsors or anything. Because you see Phoenix Trophy. Yeah. So it's like it was basically like a a, a non league kind of intertoto. Cup. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. four group winners go to Italy at the end of the season in May, um, and then play a play a fourteen tournament where the winners get crowned. It's like you know, wow. fantastic. Yeah, non league Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> imagine <laughs> that. Imagine, imagine that though. Imagine that. Like you get like the winners of the national league, the winners of the uh, south and north. National, and you do the equivalent in other leagues around the world. Like you know, I know obviously there's a lot more steps and stuff, but you go to Germany and they go, go to regional and stuff quite soon after, mm. like second. Yeah. Um, it would be quite fun. I mean, Trevor. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you going to try and get down to any of the games? Uh, well, Lewis have had one already at home. So they've got two away and one, one at home. I'm not sure when the fixture are. Enfield don't play till the end of this month, their first game in the competition. Mm. So they're all staggered over various weeks as well. So you haven't, yeah. it's not sort of like the Champions League where you get, you know, 17, 18 games in one mm. week and then nothing the next week and then they all play again. Stuff yeah. like that. It's all staggered all the way staggered through. I think obviously yeah. to fit in with um, league fixtures and, you know, stuff like that as well. So, nah. yeah, it was nice. So yeah. And I see someone on my Facebook went with his young lad. He's a bit of a groundhopper, but he's worth him sort of really. And FC Oslo gave him a signed shirt to his young kid. They signed one of the match-worn shirts and gave it to the kid, which I thought was really nice. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know if he stood outside begging for it. Like, he had a shirt, please can I have your shirt? You know, like, Harlan, can I have your shirt, please? But talking about Europe, I think it leads on quite nicely. Um, Trev, you, 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 you retweeted about Southend United receiving uh, international call-ups tonight. Um, Mauro Villette. Mauro as, Villetti. Yeah, I, I'm not very good at linguist, linguistic. No. You can tell I can't barely speak English. Uh, he's been called for South. Tome and Principe. Yeah, very interesting that one. Somewhere, yeah, for World Cup qualifiers in, against Tunisia and Namibia. <laughs> They're always a really com- com- like complicated names to say. Um, or Daniel Canu, um, he's got his first call up for Sierra Leone. Canu. Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Nor Hussein. Hussein? Yeah. Hussein? Um, yeah, not the same. Called up for Afghanistan. Uh, fair play to them. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, and, and I've seen on Twitter that people are calling for the postponement of their game because I think they're quite important players on Saturday. Never going to happen, though, is it? Yes. Or they're going to conveniently get a, 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 no, it has happened. Well, Dulwich had Dulwich had their game postponed against Billericay uh, a couple of months ago when they had three players called up for international duty. But now in the Ishmael League Prem, three players is the minimum you have to have called up to, to even request a game to be postponed. So the fact that Southend have only got whatever it is, 14, 15 registered players, fit players, whatever you want to call them, um, yeah. they ain't going to go any other way. I saw somebody tweet earlier about why is the reason they they not done it? Because it's on TV. But as far as yeah. I can see, they're kicking off at three o'clock on Saturday. But it could be because it's the international break, the kickoff time hasn't changed. So I'm mm. taking a lot of notice of what the game is this week. But the fact that all the National League games kick off at three o'clock, just switch the TV game, give Southend another one later in the year. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can stream the games when it's international mm. break. You are yeah. allowed to stream at three o'clock. So you'll have to, you'll have to change kickoff times. But, yeah, I don't see, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Mm. It happens. Mm. Why should they not get it postponed? I mean, they've only got flipping 14 bit players as it is anyway, so that'll take them down to 11. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's just uh, that's just crazy. But while there's any, um, you know, even any 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 talk about it, really, that should, that should matter it's on the TV or whatever like that, you know. Why not pick a club? Why don't they just pick a club that's got no uh, no international players whatsoever, and they wouldn't have had any problems, would they? No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, Trev, time for a roundup of Barnet. How uh, how have they been doing the last couple of weeks? Obviously, they're through the next round of the FA Cup um, against Curzon. I know Chris uh, Trev was talking to you about what you expected from that, and they did a a one nil win. Was it was it a tight match than you would have liked? Yeah, we had we had um, Connor Stevenson off on his debut, which was um, tremendous. But having um, <laughs> having watched the um, the first challenge back, um, Connor clearly won the ball. The referee actually had a very good view of it. So, um, how the hell he deemed that the Curzon player sent the ball in the opposite direction behind him, sort of slightly to the left of him, is slightly baffling. But um, he did pick up a second yellow not long afterwards, which you know when you're on one. You don't need to go and pick up another one. So that was a, a little bit silly, but it got us through to the next round of the cup. The lads dug in with 10. Um, and obviously, because you can make the five substitutes in the FA Cup, makes it that a little bit easier for um, for, for fresh full-time legs against the part-time. And so we, I think, had another couple of chances to double the scoreline. But 
Um, and then Newport County away in the next round, they're 19th in League Two. So it's not not the most glamorous, but chance, you know, there's a chance mm-hmm. there to make the third round. So can't really grumble. Bottom Hotspur versus Barnet in the third round, Trevor. Oh, man, imagine <laughs> that, eh? At, 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 at Tottenham mm. Hotspur Stadium, where, where would your loyalties lie? There, going to Barney end all the time. Always go for the underdog. That's just what, like, Chris exactly. and I said. That's what exactly. we said, though, wasn't it, Chris? If you know, if uh, Sunderland had played Shields yeah. in the cup, if Charlton had played Worthing, I think you would have just, even if it was at the Valley, even if it's thing, I'd have to do it because, yeah, I mean, if, if it was at Worthing, I might have had to go into Worthing end because I probably would only been able to get into Worthing end because of you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I might have pretended I might have had my Charlton hoodie on and my Worthing top or something just to sort of like be split loyalties there. But yeah, you've got to do it, you've got to do it there. Um, but Trevor, I think you know, you've got a massive chance against Newport. Massive chance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would have preferred, I mean, to be honest, we, we, we get away ties all the time. We've had, we, we're, I think something like nine of our last 11 cup games have been away from home. That's our crap. <laughs> the draw is. So like the, the pre-draw that I keep going on about, it's about time that started getting invoked and then we might actually end up with a home game somewhere along the line. Be nice, be nice. And uh, back to league action uh, during the week, Chesterfield. Loss two four or four two, uh, disappointing or fully expected because how Chesterfield are sort of with their budget and dominating the league and obviously coming off that Portsmouth win in the FA Cup, the confidence must be running high. Yeah, interesting one, really. When you read um, everyone's thoughts and ideas on the game, I did go, um, I've been the last two years in a row and an eight hour round trip as well for me. Where we are down here is um, a bit too much to expect my girls to do on a Saturday as well, so. Um, mm. That was never in never in question to go, but we took took six hundred and sixty four, which is about half of our average home attendance, um, which was which is really good as well. It was a it was a nine over nine thousand sellout, nine thousand six hundred and sixty seven. Um, you know, for, for for the national league is is fantastic, but um, I, I'd have been happy with a point beforehand. Um, you know, their budget, their squad, the players they've got in it, they're, they're a League Two side already, if not a League One side. Simple as that. Same as Wrexham and County last year, as they're shown this year in the top three in League Two. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't going to be disappointed before or after. I said before the game on, on Twitter that it's one game. It doesn't define our season. There's 46. Um, some Chesterfield fans think they've won the league already, um, which is fine. Good luck to you. You know, you're expected to win it. There's Pressure's all on you for every 46 games this year, not for us. So, um, I, you know, I, I wasn't, go- I wasn't going to be fussed either way. We, sh- we should have been in front in the first half. We absolutely played them off the park. Second half, they got well, half time, they got a rocket. Um, I watched the highlights back this morning. The four goals we conceded, Chesterfield didn't have to work hard for any of them. Um, we, I say, we literally gave them four goals. A few people questioning Dean's substitution when he took. Right back off and brought a striker on at one nil down, um, and I said when when uh, when I put my blog out this evening that the only thing I can think of with that was he was looking straight away to put Chesterfield on the back foot um, and give him another attacking option to think about rather than keeping it as it was. Some people thought we should have brought a defensive midfielder on, but you're one down, not one nil up. Different story, um, and we you know put 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 a bit of respectability on the scoreline to make it 4-2, scoring twice in, in injury time. But you know, I said to a few people, that's the level to win the league this year. Um, and, you know, not being funny, but we're in second 
there's 22 other clubs underneath us that would love to swap places with us and they're not even getting close to hanging onto their coattails. So um, I'm I'm quite, you know, quite happy. Of course, I'd love to win it. I'd love to win the game. Love to, you know, I've got a point out of it. Of course, yeah, of course. Tight, but um, it's one game of 46. So three fully, points available. And you fully expect Chesterfield to be the dominant force that will win the league this season? Yeah, absolutely. Unless, I mean, the only way they'll not do it, I think, is if they implode, um, we we just we go on an absolute super run and they just drop a few points here and there and it puts the jitters in a little bit. But, you know, for, for, for a lot of their fans to come away and say we've been the best side that have played there and yet we ship four, um, that tells you something about the rest of the division, really. Not anyone's got much of a prayer, if I'm honest. Yeah. And they've got Leighton Orient in the next round of the Cup. I mean, that's that's again a winnable possible tie, especially if you're saying you feel that they're sort of a league, league one possibly budget and level. Um, could that be the way they self-implode? Because we've seen it happen so many times. Teams do very well in the Cup. They start getting fixture pile-ups and all that, and it starts causing problems. It happened to Barnet a few years ago, didn't it? And um, it's happened. it happened to Horsham, for example, when they did well and, you know, got to round one and um, against... Uh, who was it against? Um, oh, yeah, Carlisle. And uh, they they had so many games in hand that they could have really pushed up the Isthmian League and they lost most of them. Um, so good luck to them. You know, it'd be interesting to see if we can revisit this at the end of the season. We'll obviously revisit it at the end of the season, but to see if the FA Cup has made any difference. But fully expected Chesterfield as a promoted side at the end of the season. Yes. Chris, South Shields. South Shields. Um Obviously, we we heard you saying another game against Southport, which I can completely appreciate. You lost, uh, you lost that one, didn't you? Am I right? Yeah, one. Well, you know, you, you, the whole, the away form this season's been average. The performances have been excellent. Haven't been able to score enough goals, concede daft goals or world class goals. Two home wins in a row. So since we've last spoke, two home wins on the Saturday and the Tuesday. One nil, one one nil at home to league leaders Tamworth. It was a great spectacle for non-league football. Terrific. I remember you were looking forward to that one, you said. Yeah, Tamworth were mm. top for a reason. They're really tough. They're very strong, very aggressive, physical. And um, it was a terrific advert for non-league football. On the Tuesday night, we played Buxton, who were our old force from two seasons ago. And it was a bit of a throwback. They sat in. They didn't really try to get us on the break. It was a bit of a throwback to the Northern Premier League. Another tough game, but another 1-0 win. Shields have only conceded one goal at home all season in the league. That was on the opening day. So we go to Southport, whose home form has been chronic. Um, and it was the perfect opportunity to put the away form right and get an away win. And I have not seen a more one-sided game in my life. Really? Um, we must have had 90% possession. Had to, at least. Um, Ronnie and I got pelters on Twitter after the game. We were told we were discourteous um, because it looks like a few Southport fans listened to us. Um, discourteous, um, uh, disrespectful because we were just basically on, on air saying that Southport were rubbish. Yeah, Chris, let me pause you there one second. Let me pause you there one second because when I did the commentary, Pete's obviously not here tonight, but when I did the commentary a lot more with Pete, because especially in the Isthmian League, there wasn't as much of a sort of media presence by a lot of things. So we brought a service to fans that weren't. But we always said, we're Worthing. We are Worthing commentators. Yeah. We are going to be biased to Worthing. Your Shields commentators. 
and you know what this is i hate the internet's brilliant in many ways and we could talk in another whole podcast series about the internet how good or bad it is but that's what really really hate is you get the keyboard warriors behind the keyboard saying you're being salty because no 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 it's not <laughs> you know there's been plenty of times this season that i've seen worthing dominate but we end up mm. losing four nil because yeah, of so, stupid slipping a cut. So it, it really annoys me, mate. And Ronnie, Ronnie and I have always prided ourselves on being, although we are biased, we try to be as level as possible. We always pride ourselves on that. But I would say that frustration got the better of us because um they were that bad and we could not score. You know, we dominated the you know from the back to the, you know, if you think the the final third. So we were brilliant going forward. And then in the final third, absolutely hopeless. The finishing was appalling. Um, yes, they had a bit of luck. The goalkeeper made two excellent saves, but no more than two excellent saves, which just goes to prove how bad our finishing was. We had two cleared off the line, hit the post. But this is the, it's the manner of it. Um, it's, it's so we were absolutely rock bottom on Saturday night. You know, you lose 1-0, a game where you should have won perhaps 6-0, perhaps 8-0. I'm not exaggerating. Southport are very poor. and They are the worst team I've seen this season. And I'll say it again and again. If anybody's mm. listening and thinks I'm being discourteous, tough. Um, <laughs> they were that bad. They were, and we, I mean, the fullbacks, I mean, the right back, his brother plays for Liverpool, Quanso, I think it is. And um, he was awful. I've never, it was just, they were just rubbish. So, um to come away with nothing was really hurt. It really, really mm. hurt. So we've got so uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, we're away at the Spenny Moor, which is a local derby. Um, I don't know. I'm not 100 percent there yet. Work commitments might just get in the way. I don't know, but either way, I'll, I'll watch it because I'll, I'll either be there if, if I can't get there on time. I'll watch it on TV at home. Um, it's an just watch us go and win at Spenny Moor, who are in fourth place. Just watch us go and win at Spenny Moor when you're not expected to. Um, very disappointing, lads. You know, that was that's the lowest I felt all season because it was a game where Shield should have had three points. Chris, I wanted to ask why. Looking at the table, like I do on a Sunday anyway, in that, yeah, there's like what three points between seventh and nineteenth. Yeah, is that yeah. because these? Is that because the clubs in in the north are, <laughs> are yeah are of similar quality, or is it just they're all just able to pick points off of each other because it's a little tight in the south, but no one yeah. knew like that. And this was the same last year as well. I think That's... it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both. Um, the standard, I'm going to be honest, the standard is higher, yeah. but it's not as high as a lot of people expected it to be. There are a lot of clubs who are what I would call a much of a muchness, um, can easily beat each other. So the away games that South Shields have um, kind of contrived to not win, Darlington should have won. Farsley should have won. Um, Chorley should have won. Um, the list goes on. So um, South Shields, if they sorted their away form out, would now be perhaps nine points clear at the top of yeah, the National League North. Yeah, and that would be that would be deserved, by the way, yeah. because I haven't seen anything to say that we can't win the league. Scunthorpe, yes, but. Um, they've got to come to our place yet. Um, they they could easily slip into administration at some point during the course mm. of the season. Who knows? Mm. It's, they're not out of the woods yet by any stretch of the imagination financially. 
And this is probably going to be the best chance South Shields will ever have of winning the National League North. But Chris, on the other hand, mentally, you lose three games in a row, results go elsewhere, you could be hovering above the relegation zone. That's yeah. just, the thing is, that's yeah, mental. But lads, if, if you look at Saturday, you know, we lost, but then Tamworth yeah. conceded in the in, in injury time and lost. Yeah. So, so no one is actually stepping up to the plate just yeah. to like take it away. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I would say like, you know, obviously the only experience I've got with National League North teams is obviously Worthing playing Alfred in the FA Cup. Now, as I said to the guys, you guys on the group, again, it's another one of those things. I don't think Worthing turned up particularly well. But again, mm. I don't think Alfredham played particularly well either. And if that's their standard and their level, which apparently yeah. that, that some of their fans are saying that's one of the best performances they've had this season, they're nice. fifth. They're sitting two two places behind you. Yeah, well, we played them on the opening day and they were bang average. And I know they've made they've had some players out that day. They've made one mm. or two improvements, but um, they were bang average that day. So... I speak yeah. as a, you know, I'm not going to, I took umbrage with the, being told we were disrespectful because that's, not, you know, I really but took umbrage on, yeah, But it. you're on South Shield Radio. Yeah. You're on your own. But, not, um, no, not South Shield Radio. I don't give them any airtime. You know what they're like. No, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, you're on, but, you're on your own radio channel, yeah, mate. Why, we, why would you, why do you need to apologise? But we generally, you know, we're, we're pretty middle of the road. And mm. I mean, you know, the game at Warrington a few weeks before when Warrington came back to draw 2-2, we were magnanimous. Because Warrington put a tremendous shift in, and they're a decent side. Yes, mate. But uh, but no, it was oh, that was the lowest we've I've been since. Well, I can't remember. Yeah, you'll feel like I mean, you can feel like I. I mean, I'm moving on to Worthing. I've seen us lose. Uh, I, I don't know if like it was before the last podcast recording or not, but to see them three three away games in a row, I think it was just before the last podcast recording, losing four in a row. Then obviously a great away day to Alfred in the FA Cup. I cannot cannot fault the day. Uh, we had some great press coverage. You know, I was managing to get our name out there, you know, with the uh, Supports Association with the Transport. Um, great sing-song and taking over one of the local pubs, which, funnily enough, weren't expecting us. Despite the fact mm-hmm. it was known as the away pub when Alfred and were doing well for themselves, they had one barmaid on there scrambling around trying to get someone else to come <laughs> and cover. Good old sing-song. Great coach journey up there. It was a fantastic away day for mates. Unfortunately, players didn't turn up and ruined that, but they couldn't ruin the mood. We had a brilliant day. Um, I, and I have to say, despite the fact I thought Alfred and were bang average, as you said, I think their fans were brilliant, very welcoming. Their chairman, bless him, he tweeted the supporters association account saying, if you let me in your away area, I'll buy your fans a drink and everything like that, which is really nice mm-hmm. of him. He, he owns the Impact Arena. He's the owner of the club, you know, name of the club and everything like that. And, you know, it was that, that's what guts me about, you know, and I hope that we might be able to do something in the trophy and get a, an away day up in the north yeah. because it's playing, you know, for years and years and years, every blimmin' trophy game or FA Cup game is against a team in the same area or vicinity, which I know, but, you know, there's never from another league or, you know, you've got the Southern League, you've got, you know, all over. I'd have loved to, but it was always the Isthmian. It was always Lewis. It was always like, you know, I don't know, like a team there, but to have Alfreton away and see somewhere completely different, took another name off on the football list was fantastic. But we just didn't turn up. But we turned it around on the on the Tuesday night and we uh we beat Havent and Waterlooville uh 3-0. And again, Chris, I know it went our favour, but I could have if it wasn't for their goalkeeper, I could have seen us doing double figures on them. Their yeah. goalkeeper kept they got man in the match a goalkeeper. Haven't were truly awful. Haven't you in turmoil right now? And I know, Trev, you've seen how, you know, there was a leak of the, uh, apparently the <clears> leak <throat> of the fines list, mm. uh, which we were giving the keeper a little bit of abuse for. I'll keep you getting 100 quid fine for letting that goal in. And uh, I don't know if he was getting to it a little <laughs> bit, but that keeper, bless him, he, he saved them. He saved their bacon. Haven't, 
if they carry on, they're going to be in Isthmian next season. No, no shadow of a doubt. Or maybe the Southern, it depends on where the split goes. I was just going to ask you about that, James. Not just haven't, but Dover as well. I mean, haven't, haven't a, haven't a ten adrift of well in the next above Dover. Yeah, Dover a five adrift of Welling. You saw haven't last week. I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen either Dover or haven't this year. I saw Welling obviously when they came to, um, uh, when they came to Woodside, and I saw Tunbridge and um, Hampton and Richmond last week as well. But from what you saw last week with haven't though. And only six points. How do they get out of the mess they're in? Or don't I, they? I don't think they do, mate. They the truly <laughs> all of my mates that go with it, you know, some of the faces, all of just the general chit chat around the ground and after they they ain't getting out of it. They they they've got they they're screwed. I don't know what it was. You know, I don't I can't I couldn't put my finger on it. It was just one of the worst teams I've seen at Woodside for a long time. Yeah. And three 0 was kind to them. Honestly, three 0 was kind yeah. to them. We needed that result. It's a shame we couldn't take advantage because obviously, as I said, twelve goals conceded in away games, it would have been a perfect opportunity to, you know, get rid of that minus eleven away uh, goal difference that we've sort we've sort of succumbed to over the past few uh weeks. But I think it's, you know, because they're, they're not hybrid. They are full Are they hybrid or full time? They're hybrid, haven't Hybrid. So, yeah. you know, obviously, we know Callum Keeley went to Worthing from Worthing to their last season. He's already left and gone to Eastbourne. Maybe he just saw a sinking ship there and thought, you know, I yeah. don't really want to be playing the Isthmian League again. Because at the moment, as you said, they're, they're 10 points off safety. And I know there's a long way to go. Um, but that could be even more with the games in 19th Western, 20th, and 21st. They've got games in hand, which mm. could make that gap even more. Yeah. I, I think they need to get rid of the manager. You know, I don't I don't always agree that sacking the manager, but I think it's that time of season now. They need to think, hang on a second, where are we going to... We need some sort of kick up the backside. And without it, he's obviously not working. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, been there long, though. No, he hasn't. But, it, I mean, when that when that finalist comes out, <laughs> if, that, if that's the attitude he's got around yeah, the Yeah, but that wasn't his day, was it? Was it not though? No. Because it no. are you, are no, you no, sure yeah, that wasn't no. like you know uh no. because he could just play it down and they got good PR and said no, it wasn't his. No, no, but Callum Callum Keeley left the club at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's just a clash, I think. I mean, I know you know everyone's got a everyone's got a version mm. of Steve King, everyone's differs to be to mm. be honest. I think I think the one thing that that someone else pointed out actually the other week was he went out and signed Tom Bonner, who had retired, but played for him at Dartford. And yeah. The guy's not kicked a ball for what six months from the end of last season to when he signed him. Mm. Um, if that's kind of the best that he's able to bring in, though, then you can you can tell they're in trouble and yeah. don't look like they're going to get out of it. But I mean, they... is, you know, sorry, if you look sorry. at sorry, sorry, mate, yeah, if you if you look at if you look at the north though, Darlington has started winning. Like they've got a four point gap to to to, to Russia and. Bishops and Gloucester are fairly close together point wise, and I mean, you know, like you string two results, you get out of that bottom, that bottom four. Yeah. But you look at the bottom of the um, of the south. You know, Wellin managed to pick up a needed win at the weekend against Slough, who are down there as well. You just can't see them picking up enough points, can you? Even though no. there's plenty of games left to play this season. But they've just signed Ryan Seeger from Dorking, mm. Mo Fowl, who was amazing for Enfield a couple yeah. of years ago. He yeah. was just banging him in and it was a time where Ollie Pierce was racing for him for the tro uh, for the golden boot and Ollie managed to top it with that goal at sealed promotion or one of the goals at sealed promotion for us. Um or as champions I should say promotion I can't remember yeah it's as, as promotion. Um they've got the players but something 
the glue ain't working. And, mm. you know, they're not, whether it's too many big names in the level of non-league that they are, that they're just not bonding well enough or, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but it's going to be another thing interesting because I think at the moment, as I saw, I mean, even their fans, they were just like, <laughs> I think they were just laughing because it was that bad yeah. and they were lucky it was only three. But that's non-league for you. That's uh, yeah. that's it, you know. Mm. I was um, quite glad this weekend our game against Western got called off because um, it would have cost the Support Association a lot of money because the club decided they didn't need any seats anymore for the bus, leaving us 25 short, which would have ended up costing us over 700 quid if we hadn't sold them. So we got a refund from the coach because it was cancelled on Friday. And good on Western. Some clubs need to take note because Western knew it was going to be waterlogged. They said there's no chance this game coming on. They cancelled it Friday lunchtime. They got Very a referee down there, and I think that is that is a proper football team. It ain't um, what club did it to Worthing a few years ago? Uh, they're in the National North now. Uh, Bishop Stortford, they did it. They did it to us on the day. Dover did it to us as the club was cut, turning up on the coach, and that doesn't. I mean, I know now the cost of coaches are not cheap. You yeah. know that coach to Dover would have been over a thousand pound for the club, and they wouldn't. They, and you know, as a supporters association, we wouldn't have been able to refund them because our term we have to put time terms and conditions and say that if the coach travels, it's travelled, it's done its duty. We can't yeah. refund you because we're a supporters association. We ain't got the money for that. But um, it's good when you see clubs like Western. So fair play if you're a Western fan. Thank you, and you know, make sure the thanks gets onto the club because it saved our bacon and not from one more ways than another. Um, guys, before we wrap up, a couple of things as we're down in the south at the moment. I just want to say thank you for social media for scouting out those scumbags that went into Worthing United, which are a mm. counties league side near us with three hooligans. Oh, hooligans is the kind word for them. Absolute um, unrepeatables went into it and put all the uh, broke into the tea hut, put all the chip fryers on, left them on. Luckily, someone obviously found them in enough time, but. Worthing United haven't got money. That burns down. That's their source of revenue gone months on end. It could be the end of the club. And the, I, I think, I'm not I'm not sure. I was just looking at the social media tweets. I don't know if you saw that, uh, Trev. But apparently one of them might have been a coach at Worthing College. Yeah, Worthing College or Brighton College or something like that, yeah. Can you believe oh, that, really? Chris? Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's yeah. a teacher slash coach at one of the colleges. And he, was, he wasn't even in, yeah. Yeah. Wearing the tracksuit or something, wasn't he, from wherever he is actually at? Yeah. Amazing, amazing stupidity. <laughs> I mean, talk about. I mean, talk about screwing your sort of your coaching career, whatever the hell you're doing. But I mean, how moronic! I mean, I mean, they're so thick. Some of these kids are so thick. I mean, how, why is that even funny? You know, when we we've all been young kids, we think doing something a bit naughty is funny. That's normally throwing a snowball at a window when it's snowy, or like you know, knock mm-hmm. down ginger, but. <laughs> setting setting fire well trying to set fire to a tea hut which could have caused you, you know the only thing that would have been calmer for that if they set fire to a chip fan is back, back in their face <laughs> that would have been yeah. quite funny mm. but yeah. you know it's uh, thank god and I think the wonders of social media have identified them and details have been passed to the police obviously police won't comment on things like that but I'm sure it will result in some form of well I probably, I'll probably get told off and sent back home to their mum and dad but people like that need a sorting out you know what I mean like they'll um but you know that's 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 disgusting. You see it too often at non-league, don't you? You see these mm. things burning down. I mean, it was only on the last episode that it was at Gloucester City's Kitman's um, washing machine set on fire. It's completely like you know ruined all of the away kit. Um, and not only that, his mum was in hospital or something like that. His nan, yeah. just awful, isn't it? And you know, fire is scary. But um, 
if you listen and you think about going and trying to burn down your local non club, just don't do it. Absolutely. I know, right. We uh we should do a, a poster. Don't do it. If that's yeah. point our fingers. Um Woking sat their manager today. Uh Trev, you you decided you thought that was uh not a surprise. I mean, they're linguishing sort of mid to bottom table of the national league uh, after a very strong season last year. Uh what's gone wrong? Poor recruitment this summer, too many injury injury prone players. So they've had some more players who aren't who well, blatantly aren't good enough. Um and um you pay the price for it. You are surprised actually, I think that you know, the uh, the 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 penultimate straw that broke the camel's back was last week at Ramsgate, where I expect them to get turned over as well because they've been playing so poorly. And um losing at Oxford City this this week, I'm not surprised he's got the bullet, but they've got again big budget owners that, expect, that want foot, that want football league status. They've never actually been there. I think the playoffs last year was the best any manager's ever achieved at Woken as well. So, but you don't get the time to turn things around. It's a cutthroat business. You don't get the results. There's the door. Off you go. See you later. Yeah, it's still a good manager, yeah. Darren Sile. I mean, he's not. Yeah. Um, you know, he did he did well at Yeovil. Did well at Stevenage. And the football league as well, and um, you know, it's an attractive job for someone who uh, who wants it. I don't know who's going to be on the shortlist, but um... I, I know someone that might be in wherever might be all targeted because any sort of southern club that mm. comes up is yeah, always absolutely. his name's linked, yeah, you're and right. but he's yeah. just signed a new three-year contract, so it'd be costly to get out of it. But any sort of club above Worthing was always going to attract the, mm. the name of Adam Hinchelwood. I mean, I don't can't see him going, but you never know. Because you never know someone's full, mindset. Full-time club, though, as well. So yeah, not you far from where he is now. He doesn't have to uproot his family. You know, no. Woking. Yeah, Woking's only about forty-five minutes to an hour from here, so it's mm. not that far. No, but, um, he'll be linked. He'll be linked. Yeah, hopefully, Adam, if you listen to this, please don't go. I have to rip up my Christmas present to you. <laughs> I haven't got anything. Right Sounds like a Pete thing, that doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Pete would say he gave me his cut, his grafter t-shirt, um, <laughs> a Rebel Yell t-shirt. <laughs> go. Um, and last but not least, Wildstone, Trev, you, you mentioned this to me, I wasn't too aware of it, but Wildstone have been granted permission for a new ground or a new bit of land has been allocated. They have, yeah. Less than three miles from when they play at the moment um, at Grosvenor Vale have been um, given an, an, uh, an earmarked an 18-acre site by Hillingdon Council. Um, so uh, uh, very much in its infancy of it being announced. So be a while, I think, for funding and stuff to be put in place mm. before... Um, before they uh, go over that would or should help push them to the to the next level to go full time because they are the only full part time team left in the national league. So um as as Dorkin well know, you've got to um, you've got to go full time to survive at that level. Mm. And uh Tony won't be going and sort of stepping in at eighty five percent to go and take over and build <laughs> you a new ground this time. Who knows, eh? Maybe Maybe that'll become our new ground and then the hybrid will just be our training complex. You know, it might allow Wildstone the uh, beauty of ground sharing. There you go. There you go. You <laughs> About only for 85% of the time. Ask Trevor permission. Any um, any shout-outs before we wrap this up, guys? Yeah, I just want to shout-out for Pete. He's not very well. So, shout-out for Pete. Get well soon, mate. Get, and, uh, get, get a headache pill, Dan. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie hasn't been so well lately. So, big shout-out for Ronnie. Um, He's had a bit of a tough time lately so shout out to him one thing I would like to say just before I is my parting shot Trev you know this name um, JJ Hooper oh god <laughs> go on 
is just starting to pay off a few Blythe fans. That's just starting to just um, <laughs> get in motion. So I'll just put that out there. There's a few Jesus fans that have that attitude. Which I, I, think, I think we all we all know uh, about that. And I think I might buy your Sunderland with his name, a Sunderland shirt with his name on the back or something. <laughs> just to wind you up, wind you up. Um, oh, man. <laughs> he's, uh, what, they never learn, will they? It doesn't take long. I just don't understand. You know, if if you if if it's followed you around, would you not ever think maybe I need to take a long hard look at myself and think I need to sort my attitude out? <laughs> no, no, because he gets paid. Mm. You know, he care. Don't care. Paid. He doesn't care. It's just he's think... a to stop paying him. Yeah, you think the clubs would learn, wouldn't you? Bloody hell! Well, you think Graham Fenton would learn and John Shaw, who were Blythe, who had yeah. him with South Shields? You yeah. think they learn? No, silly, Amazing. silly buggers. Trev, anything from you, mate? Uh, no. There you go. Easy peasy. Where are we, <laughs> where are we heading off to this uh, forthcoming week and weekend? Well, you said tomorrow, Chris. Well, it'll be Tuesday just gone when this comes out. Where were you at? Uh, either spending more if I can get there on time or watching that game on TV. Yeah, fantastic. And anything at the weekend for you? No, because it's it's Southport away in the FA Trophy. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. You... So uh, for me, it will be next Tuesday. South Shields at home to Curzon Ashton. Nice one, nice one. Uh, Trev, how about yourself, mate? Um, I think I might. Well, I might pick up a stream tomorrow night. Actually, Tuesday night. I don't fancy. I'm not. I'm not going to go out anywhere. You're going to go listen to Pete on a uh, National League TV. No, it won't be worthy. I, I, um, wouldn't, I wouldn't either. <laughs> to be fair, I don't know. You escaped I mean, him on the podcast tonight, mate. You don't want yeah. to make it, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm off to Cray Valley on Saturday for the FA Trophy game against uh, Hampton and Richmond. So. Um, catch up with a uh, uh, few Cray Valley boys and uh, also Hampton I've got a few XBs that I saw last week I'll see again and then next week I'm aiming for Tunbridge and Averley on Tuesday and Barnet Oldham on Wednesday Oh, ground up extraordinaire in the next couple of weeks aren't you? a little yeah a little, a little bit a few miles in um I'm obviously at, uh, at Worthing tomorrow night uh, I, can't, I can't make the long trip down to Froome and I'm quite glad I did say, you know, although I would never plan to go to Western, I said to Spencer and Bigsy, two of my mates at Worthing, I said, I bet in some weird way you were really quite relieved you didn't have to go all that way again. They were like, don't don't even say it's like it was such a relief when I found out it was cancelled. He like looked to the sky and went, Thank you very much. They had a week off and went to Lansing. But um yeah, Worthing playing Dartford, taking me old man. Which I haven't been to Worthing game for, for last time we went to a Worthing game. It was Horsham versus Worthing in the Sussex Senior Cup the season of COVID. And uh, Trev, you've been to Horsham's ground. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, obviously you have because we did the live podcast there anyway. Even if you haven't been for football, um, <laughs> you know where the clubhouse is, and you've got the bar that sort of uh, metal bar, which is just like the fencing to stop people yeah, falling yeah, on. Yeah. So my dad and me were having a beer. He had his hand on the bar. I mean, he should have put a lottery ticket on that night. Uh, practice during the warm-up, a ball comes and smashes his hand against the bar in absolute agony. I mean, you had that small spot and everything like that, uh, fracturing his hand, and he had to have an operation on it. So he said to me, he said, Worthing haven't got... Um, any things like that? I said, no, Dad, don't worry, don't worry. We'll be uh, <laughs> so it's not, it's not, it's a, Chris, it's a very weird, like, as much as I love Porsche, I have a lot of respect for the club, and I've done being friends of the podcast that they their clubhouse is literally directly behind the goal, there's no standing or seating, and it's up on a higher level. So, kind of the trajectory of a ball, if you missed it, would literally yeah. would go bang. And I'm sure it wouldn't be the first or the last time that either, but bloody hell, unlucky him. Uh, so I said, we'll protect you tomorrow night. 
yeah look yeah. after him yeah we'll, we'll put him right in there with the young hooligan youth boys and get him jumping up and down or something <laughs> we won't we won't do um if any of you are listening and you fancy a little feature of your club in one of our roundups, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch with us at our socials at the PNLP. Share the podcast uh, around. Share it because I think we'd love to have a few more listeners, wouldn't we, guys? We would. We would. Um, and yeah, enjoy your week of uh, non-league football. Thanks again, guys. Lovely evening tonight. Thank you so much. Good company. Happy birthday again, Chris. Don't Thank do you. anything too silly this weekend after no, the conference. No, no. Um, <laughs> and uh, I will, we will look forward to being back with you in a couple of weeks. But for me, James, Chris and Trev, we'll be seeing you. Bye for Bye. now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.